This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Today we uh, have a guest, and before we introduce him, I just wanted to tell you, Karen, because I know you've been thinking about it, My uh, after three months, my throwback, vintage-looking, but brand-new refrigerator has arrived. Unbelievable. It is, it is a, a dark wine red. It looks like a classic Cadillac. It's the Christine, the Christine of refrigerators. Christine has pulled in, and it's right here. I mean, I wish I could show it to you. I'll definitely. I do too. Send in a photo. I know. I know. You really want to see it because it seemed like it's it's been months. It seemed like it 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 would never happen. And I'll tell you what, it it really keeps beverages and everything else very cold. Oh, thank God it works. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, So I just wanted to get that out of the way. It it is, of course, uh, the time that we introduce the guest, and I'd I'd like you to do it, Karen. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's an honor to have this guest on Do You Need a Ride today. You know him uh, as of late from the Bananas podcast, but he's also a very accomplished comedian. And You uh, might know his voice from... uh, from Bob's Burgers. Oh, he's. He, are you on Bob's Burgers? Ladies and gentlemen, Kurt Brownler. Hello. Welcome. Hello. I am so excited to hear that the, the refrigerator arrived. Thank I you. I have been thinking about this refrigerator since you mentioned it. <laughs> A lot uh, of people on Scotty's have. episode, I think. And yep. what was it? Uh, nine weeks? Eight, nine weeks? I don't have a lot of new things to talk about, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when you called about it, there was a chicken in the background. And once you hear that, you're just like, I don't, you know what? The, 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 it's going to come when it comes. It, m- if most, at all. Most calls I've made, uh, there was some sort of a bird in the background, be it parrot, be it rooster, be it uh, clucking chicken. People are at home and people have birds. And you're blessed. You're blessed with birds. I am blessed with the ability to uh, speak with birds, to communicate with birds and to relate. Call them on the phone. Yes. Um, now, you told me privately, I don't know if you want to share this with Kurt, but that this 
this refrigerator is slightly shorter than your average, than you expected or than your average if, refrigerator? Yeah. Oh. If there was anything uh, immediately disappointing about it, it is that it, it, it's about, it's just shy of four feet tall. <laughs> but Would you say maybe it's a child's? Is it a child's refrigerator? Only uh, Now I have to show it to you. And I, yes. I anticipated this. So I have myself on a tray, kind of like Stephen used to in the back of the car. So I'm able to be mobile. Oh, I'm so excited. And uh, okay, oh. here we go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's it's oh. definitely small. So oh. you can see <laughs> it doesn't even reach uh, shoulder height. But I must remind you, I'm a single man. I'm childless. And uh, it it holds the exact amount of food I require to only nourish myself. Per- perfect. Just a bunch of ber- beef jerky in there. Yeah, just <laughs> single jerky. guy stuff. You know me, beef jerky, Mountain Dew, and and my cooled off uh, video gaming gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I like after all of that research, multiple people going to trips to actual yeah. places in St. Louis. There was never an inquiry into it, the into the dimensions of the actual. I briefly thing. read over said dimensions, and it said the refrigerator is seven cubic feet, and I just read it as seven feet tall. You're sure. like, that's huge. That's I huge. love a huge refrigerator. It's a mo- It's the Cadillac. It's the in in size as well as quality but no it is basically a dorm fridge or something i'll keep once i have a garage where i work on classic cars because you both know i'm a bit of a gearhead it's it's taller it's not a a dorm fridge in the way that it it clearly is what i what it makes me think of is how clothes and vintage stores are all kind of smaller mm-hmm. like in the 50s people were smaller than we are now yeah. because of of course the bovine human growth hormone or whatever it's called yeah. um so it almost is like for you know little people from the 50s exactly yeah. and it makes me want to get an old uh, stove oven i don't know if it's called a stove or an oven but it does both and to go next to it because (laughs) frankly i think that was the first thought uh when this arrived i'm like refrigerators my whole life have been too big this is the correct size yeah you're just gonna start get all of your appliances are gonna start getting smaller and smaller (laughs) and sent from further and further away (laughs) this time get a stove from italy (laughs) the mountains of italy i don't know where this fridge was manufactured but it took again three months uh, you know, it it took some breaks on a few docks throughout the United States, but it finally <laughs> arrived, and I'm so happy. And I just thought I'd open with that because people have been asking, Karen. Of course they have, Chris. Because <laughs> I of won't stop talking have. about it. <laughs> it's fascinating information. <laughs> so, so now, Kurt, is there anything in your life lately that would top the excitement? <sighs> <sighs> this is a true challenge of this retro. I, yeah, there's one thing. Okay. Oh, and I don't okay. want to, I don't, it's not a comp- competition. We know that. It right? certainly is. This is a podcast. Everything is a competition. <laughs> I put up an indoor camping hammock last week or two weeks ago. Did you what? know that I'm not even sure what that is, but did you know it's right up my alley? 
Yes. <laughs> First off, I know it's right up your alley. And Chris, you and I haven't really hung out before. Karen, we've hung out before. We're buds. But I feel like just from seeing your Instagram, like, oh, Chris and I would be very good friends if we hung out. <laughs> if, if, if people if people did f- friendships anymore, which we yes, know we right. don't. In person. The old way. We call it the old way. <laughs> Well, I know a one-on-one Zoom in- invite when I hear one. <laughs> we'll show our stuff. Do you have an outdoor-themed area where this hammock is? No, this is an indoor hammock. Indoor. Yes. I, like, installed these, like, massive hooks into the wall so you could have, and it's, like, removable. So when you don't want a hammock, you don't have a hammock. And then when you want a hammock, you have a hammock. So you had to find studs. Oh, I found studs, pal. Did you get a stud finder? Yeah. I had I had one already, guys. What? He's a real dad. I'm a dad. I, I <laughs> when I had a child, it actually they gave me one at the hospital. So now do you use wrapped the, in a blanket? Do you use the, the <laughs> do you use the pure the 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 original magnetic stud finder, or do you have one of these uh, electronic uh, stud finders? I have the newest version you could, which like tells you it like gets you're like you're getting hot, you're getting closer, you're getting closer. Yep. Beep, there, yep. it is, there it is, there it is, and it's like oh, we're going away. Bye bye, bye bye. <laughs> it's the best. Yep, you have to learn how to use it, but you have to start 12 <laughs> inches away from where you want it to be. It's very, it's kind of confusing. Oh, yeah. No, it's terrifying because <laughs> you know, especially when you're going to put your child hanging from it <laughs> yeah. to make sure that you're like in the right place. But I bet those children are, th- or I don't know if children. they're both old enough to be, but a ha- indoor hammock would be i would go insane yeah if i was little and got to do that right it has yes. already been taken down i have permanently taken it down i installed oh. it it lasted for seven days and then i was i have just <laughs> recently had i recently had my second of two knees operated on and so i had oh. recent knee surgery and i was holding my son my son is one years old and uh one year old really <laughs> there's not many <laughs> in there and i was just like it was the morning time and i was like moving about and i stepped over it but then my foot got caught on it oh no and then we both went down he hit his head oh he's no. and i fell landed on the knee i just had surgery on it was <gasps> no. awful so like from the oh. other room my wife just hears like boom and i'm like oh, 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 oh. and then the baby's <laughs> screaming and she runs in like what is it what is it and i can't talk because i'm in oh. so much pain and oh, i was like no. handing the baby and the baby was totally fine just scared and nervous but it was so I immediately just like and this is done it was a great six days with the indoor hammock that's well, how it goes there's a reason they're outdoors there's a reason <laughs> that very good one yep. horrifying yeah yeah that's the thing is when it's inside you usually have to get to the other side of it you know so eh. yeah that's why I mean, outside. it was it was the uh, the main plot uh, for several Gilligan's Island uh, episodes <laughs> is that hammocks are unpredictable. They're yes. And banana cream pies are delicious mm, and hilarious. Um, <laughs> That's the other. Yeah. Plot. Can plot I, I have a question? Did you go down on the surgery knee to prevent more damage to the brand new baby? Uh, yes. 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 But it still Dad. was. It still was, it, you know, he still bonked his head, which was just fucking, it's just terrifying. But yes, horrifying. I did. I was trying yeah. to get my body in between 
the floor and him. I'm sure you did your best, and I bet that head bonk would have been more severe had you not thrown your knee into the line of fire. Yeah, which it also wouldn't have father. existed if I hadn't put up a hammock. Hey, we can't all be perfect fathers. You're like, look, both of my knees are going out, and I have a, a very new baby. What do I need in this room? That what will add to this equation? How about hammock? Unpredictable suspended sleeping apparatus <laughs> that is that, it, even in a backyard is is it should be outlawed <laughs> we had a hammock in my backyard and my sister i would that's what every kid does you wrap up in it like a cocoon and try and do a full 360 yes and usually you end up launching into the nearby fence so in in the house it's even more dangerous my Aunt Jenny and Uncle Brandy, where we would go to their house often in the summertime. You have, yes. an, aunt, yeah, you have an Aunt Jenny? Jenny, yeah. I have an Aunt Jenny as well, and I've never heard of an Aunt Jenny before, but continue. Yeah. Okay. It's, um... And I drink a lot of brandy. Jenny <laughs> <laughs> and brandy. They had this... They, they lived way out in the country, so like way even further northern Northern California than us, and... But then, and they had this big ranch house and on their land, but then they had this huge pool. So like when you were in the pool and we, it was one of those setups where we'd get to their house at noon and we'd all go jump in the pool and knock it out until nine o'clock at night. Like the, you, you'd have to get yelled at to go eat your hot dog and get back in the pool. And your view like this way was, um, a big old lawn and then their gravel driveway. So we always would have to get out to go to the bathroom and you'd have to walk gravel because you'd never put your shoes uh, on and then the view this way was just open fields of you know brown grass or whatever it was real country and it was really fun what was the point they had a hammock and it was bolted up between two big old old trees so we would do the 360 thing like if you could get your older boy cousins to come over it you had to hold on because it was like big thick ropey uh -huh. you know hammock yeah. um that kind of stayed wide all the time it never went down it was that like kind of it was like it was from a from a deserted island and so you would like kind of hold on like dig your fingers into the holes or whatever and they would push you so much you would go up like that no one ever went all the way around but you would go up so high you would basically become perpendicular to the ground it was pretty awesome i only have good memories of that oh, me too hey, if you have a bad memory of it it's a real bad memory of it yeah <laughs> right it's yeah. a good memory otherwise there it is I wonder if your son's going to have that where he sees hammocks and then he's like, oh, no, I don't get, get it away from me. Like no. just deep down. I still got at least a year before memories. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think memories start kicking in around two. Oh, good. Yeah. So, so you're all set. Yeah, I'm I all good. I think you're right. My my oldest memory uh, was around two years old. There was nothing before that. But I kept remembering that I remembered it, so I still remember it. <laughs> so, and I would, when I first had Olive, my my eldest, who's only four or going to be four, but uh, I was having all of these experiences with her before she was two. And sometimes I would just sit there at night and I'd just start crying. And my wife would be like, what are you crying about? And I'd be <laughs> like... I've had so much, so many amazing times with Olive, and she won't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> that, I like that. It's sweet. 
<laughs> where it's just like this is so important to me that right now and to her it literally means no thing there is yes. no memory of course it's like you know her confidence and everything is built in this time and all that sort of stuff but like sure that bullshit. none of it none of it it's all gone <laughs> yeah no. that's why that first year you can really be a distant dad if you want to be <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> she's she's telling you something you're like uh-huh speed it along let's go i get it cute I, stuff yeah i vividly remember being on my dad's shoulders and him running across the street with me up here, there and him tripping and somehow he did some diving roll where i came out unscathed but he totally hit the top of his head and i just immediately was like again again i just it was the funnest ride ever and i kind of remember that and again i had to be 2 years old yeah nothing before that all those baby years wasted i think my earliest memory is let's do that let's do a round of earliest yeah. memories that's okay. a good one um my earliest memory is my dad holding me while we walked into the first house we lived in in petaluma um, I, be I believe this is my first memory. Um, and he was holding me and then going like this because there was cobwebs in the house because an old guy lived there and then like sold it to my parents for almost nothing. He wanted a family to live in his house oh, wow. and he didn't want his ex-wife to get any money. So he sold it to my parents for like, I think at the time it was like $11,000 or oh, something insanely yeah. cheap or whatever. And, but he, uh, moved out whatever there were cobwebs in the kitchen so as he walked in he was going like this and like knocking down the cobwebs of our new house it's truly trippy yeah oh, that's wow. like a scary memory mm -hmm. but it's daytime so it wasn't like a haunted house i Just guess it's kind of a dusty house my earliest would be uh my parents took me to i had to be this is more like four years old but there was yeah, another. You said yours are your earliest one. The <laughs> earliest, the, the two, the, it's less interesting, one. but my dad brought me a little fire truck and we were in Monterey. So I had to be under two years old. We moved to Montana oh. when I was a kid. And he, I remember him setting this fire truck down. I remember him walking into the room, silhouetted. There was a domed archway above the door and he handed me this fire truck. And it was my favorite little toy, uh, you know, into my teen years. But. I'm kidding. But <laughs> more the better memory is this this friend of theirs had a kid and he was crawling, but his leg he had leg braces like metal and wood, Forrest Gump leg braces, and he was crawling and his legs were these leg braces, and I was certain that he was part like a robot kid. Makes and, sense. Uh, he grew up to be totally normal and ran like the wind. But as a kid he had these leg braces and that was kind of my traumatic. Yeah. A that kid. kid was Stephen Prefontaine. Yes, he grew a mustache <laughs> and he ran like the wind for Nike. <laughs> I'm trying Kurt, to remember. First, first memory. First memory, I think. This is what the only thing I can think of is that um, it's, and this is why I know it's two that I don't have any memories before two. My parents got divorced when I was two and I have mm. no memory of like living in Michigan. And then we moved back to New Jersey when, when I was two and my mom moved in with her uncle in Asbury Park. And he had this house, this like very big house that was like super falling apart. And we lived in it. 
And I know all that, but I don't really remember. But I do remember being all the way up. This house, weirdly, this house was like falling apart. Like in the <laughs> 70s in Asbury Park, Asbury Park was not doing well at the time. Um, and, I, and I say that because I'm about to say that I was in a, in a, round, a perfectly round room with a spire because it had like a spire and like stained glass window on it. Because it used to be, Ooh. Asbury Park used to be like this very wealthy town and then it just crashed hard and it was just like everything went to shit and then now it's like been slowly kind of coming back uh and i remember it was again a toy uh but it was a in an, it was in one of those inflatable robots that then was remote controlled so you had but the only remote control part was just the bottom part that would like move it back and forth and the rest was just like an inflatable robot that like sat up on top of it and it was like i can remember seeing the light coming in through the stained glass window and hitting this robot and that's the end of the memory very similar to my they're yeah. cascading light the light <laughs> mm -hmm. that's what the impression Anything that fires your rods and cones. <laughs> yeah. Was it, it, it zaps you back there. Your yeah. fresh brain. Mm -hmm. Fresh yeah. brain. Creating an upside down image of an inflatable robot <laughs> only to be flipped over by the mirror inside your eyeball. That's right. It also works for car cartoon pine trees. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting addition. My Aunt Jean, who lived next door to us in that house that we moved into, who was also friends with the uh, these are all non-blood relatives. They're family friends. Uh -huh. So Uncle Brandy and Aunt Jenny, Aunt, Uncle Steve and Aunt Jean next door. Aunt Jean was from Asbury Park. Really? And she would she would go back there and visit her family and come back to California and bring us tasty cakes. And we were like. What the fuck is this? We were like, the, this is so much better than everything we have available to us. Oh, I had no idea that Tasty Cakes were from the East Coast. But you know what's interesting is that there was <laughs> there was a it was like a hut that was just on the outside of Asbury in Neptune. And it was a Tasty Cake hut that would sell somehow connected to the factory. They would all sell like the old tasty cakes were very yeah. cheap and yeah. we would always go there and everything was like a quarter uh because it was like about to expire and we would that's where we always would get our tasty cakes from where our no. tasty cakes kind of like twinkies to where it's like that there's a safe five to ten year window before it expires yes <laughs> i don't All, know and what they it also tastes. had like a variety of things yeah it was just a candy company or like a a, a treat company it was their version of hostess i yeah. believe yes so the tasty cakes that we first, I mean, the thing we first had were tasty cakes, but they made other uh, child pastries, whatever you would call them. <laughs> no, I was what do you do for a living? I make child pastries. Child pastries. <laughs> Baby croissants. <laughs> for, for the fancy baby in your, in your yeah. family. But we just they I just remember her bringing them out in a box of like, kids, I brought you something, too. And we're just like because they looked like a version of zingers, kind of like they had um, the frosting was kind of like raked, it seemed like on the top. But then they just it was just the quality was so much better. Oh, see, that's the thing. Kids remember that toys and treats so yes. if you ever want to impress a kid which we all know it's toys and treats but it's not like they're being shallow <laughs> which i ever i always thought before i had kids like look at these fucking shallow kids that call and care about <laughs> toys and treats but it's really their world like that is what the memory will be of toys and treats 
because we can have those as adults whenever we want. And I often do too much. But but when you're a kid, it's so uh, meted out to you at certain times or whatever. You're not in control. So then when you do get it, it's this fucking bonanza of like because my parents, strangely enough, they weren't like hippie-ish in any other way in the 70s, except they were like, they didn't let us have like sugar cereal. They were very like, as least amount of sugar as possible. Mm -hmm. Natural peanut butter, which is the worst. Carib? (laughs) Carib in in lieu of chocolate? We just didn't have chocolate at all. Unless it was a special occasion, which would then get us all keyed up for like Easter or whatever the thing was, where then you were just like, this is the greatest. <laughs> so it kind of a setup. I'm 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 appreciative that I had uh, parents that wouldn't let me have sugar. Know why? As an adult, no cavities. I do a lot of <laughs> bragging on this podcast. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. Not My- a single cavity. Not, I've even asked a doctor uh, or a dentist. They call themselves doctors, but they. <laughs> is there anything even dentist. close to a cavity in my mouth? He'd say it. it and usually they're in tears and they say my teeth are impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> my my parents, I had no sugar. I was like very similar, Karen, in the bat. No sugar. And it was always like whole brand, everything. All the food sucked <laughs> right yeah. up until like, I think it was just like fourth grade. And then like the fucking dams just opened. And then it was only junk food. It was just like, I think my mom just was like broken. She was just like a single mom. You know, she was a pediatric nurse. And I think at some point she was just broke. She's like, have it. I don't care yes. anymore. We were just like, let's go get McDLTs and then we'll stop at the day old hostess fa- or the tasty cake factory and you just go to town. Who gives a shit? And then yeah. I just ate shit from like fourth grade on. <laughs> That's terrific. I always remember the, and we've talked about this a lot on the show, but I just am so blown away and so bitter to this day about how from, you know, growing up in the seventies, there was like nowadays there's candy everywhere. So any store you go to, you go to fucking Home Depot yeah. and in the aisle, they've been smart enough to put candy there or whatever. But back in the day, it was not like that. Like the best you could get would be like a gumball machine, maybe, or uh, more likely a cigarette machine to <laughs> mess around with. But that I just when when it started, when. Advertisers got hip to the fact that they should be marketing to children, which happened around 1978 or nine, like right around the Pac-Man era where they were like, oh, these motherfuckers have all kinds of money and people (laughs) give them money. We need to get their money before that. It was so like when you watch movies from like the late 70s or 80s, it's so boring and dry. And it's like the weird um, if you watched a the most recent True Detective, there was a girl and she, it was 1980 and she was 10 years old. And when they went into her bedroom, I was like, whoa, it was like all these things that are from the from that era that I forgot about. Like there would be like a stuffed animal, but it was like fabric wrapped around a paper cone. So it wasn't like a thing you would ever hold or <laughs> like. It was just something to stick on your dresser kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot those. of shit like that that looked like it was made at the fair. And that was like, here's your toy. Here's your toy. It <laughs> I doesn't never, have a brand. I never thought about the idea that like it was there was like a decision to market stuff to children. And I do think it was like late 70s, early 80s. And then after candy was like, this is how we do it. 
cigarettes were like, and this is how we do it. <laughs> yeah. Have you met Joe Camel? <laughs> He's pretty cool, huh, kids? <laughs> and that was like 80, I mean, I must have been like 88 or something like that, Joe Camel. Yeah. I remember trying to collect all of the all of the like different Joe Camel like matchbox match match tops, you know, and then you like trade them in for camel cash, and you yeah. could like get, get shorts, get a windbreaker, yeah, yeah, that get yellow windbreaker. Oh yeah, <laughs> I never got one. And his face was overtly a dick and balls, overtly. just just not even crazily horrifyingly overt. So That's... insane. And it's so weird that now we have camel toe, but then it was camel dick. Like that was camel dick face. <laughs> That's the animal that has everything. It unifies all the genitalia. And kids love it. <laughs> First of all, kids love camels. And we know that they always have when you're little and you're like, you know, I need my camel stuffed animal. I need to ride a camel, whatever. They talk about it constantly. What if and we I'm just not trying to be perverted or weird, but they're all. Also, little kids are obsessed with their own genitals. So yeah. why not have a cartoon character that has a little bit of both? <laughs> kids line up for that dick face. They love it. Oh, sometimes I say stuff I shouldn't. <laughs> How did you... Why do you just have bad knees? Why did both your knees have to get fixed, Kurt? It was like to 2019... It was Nick Turner. Nick Turner, who's a comedian in Los Angeles, lives around the corner from me. I would see Love him Nick. running when I was like driving, and then I contact him. I was like, "Are you running?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like I, he, <laughs> of course, it was a bet. He's like, "I bet Nick Vattertot that I couldn't run in a marathon, so I'm going to win five hundred dollars if I run in this marathon." <laughs> oh, I remember this. Yeah, but not a marathon, like a five mile thing. Sure. And I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe I'll do that." Because and then I and that's literally I was like, "Oh, I'll do that." So I started running. And then my goal was to like do like, you know, five miles in like a turkey trot. And so I started maybe September, did the turkey trot in November. And I was like, oh, no, like I like running like and I'm, you know, at 43 discovered that I like running. So then started <laughs> running a lot. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, I've got a lot of time. I'm going to start running three days a week. And then they closed the the trails, they closed all the parks. So I was always running on dirt. And then I started running on concrete. And it was like the second time I ran on concrete, I blew my left knee out. Oh, wow. Then, like casually? Or was it a explosive like, oh, my God, I just did something? <laughs> it was. No, I finished the run and then and then immediately was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, Weird. like couldn't walk. Yeah. So, so you made it back home. You were at home. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was just a oh, tear. Good, good. I like tore my meniscus on both Oof. knees. The next one I tore right after I finished physical therapy on the left knee. It was like. So was, you were maybe, <laughs> uh, and I'm not insulting it's your horrible. birth, but born with bad knees. I was told I was born with bad hips and I have to get the other one. I got one replaced. I have to get the other one. Yeah, eventually. no, I, have, I definitely have bad knees, but also I think it was more about the fact that I had never run. <laughs> Yeah. And then at 43, I was like, I'm going to turn this body, which is a large body. I have a large body. You're into a, tall a running man. body. And my body yeah. was like, no, you're not. Uh -uh. You should have started when you were 20 if you wanted to do that, weirdo. I guess. Yeah. Or it's just because I've always run a little bit uh, just because it's the easiest thing you can go do. But once I started when I lived by the beach, I thought running on the sand would be. Oh, yeah. Right. The softest 
surface, but really it's kind of unpredictable and makes your legs do, you know, I thought it was good for the quick twitch muscles, not to get technical. And I swear <laughs> that you are. I, yeah, not to quick twitch. It's a very important, uh, it's important to wake them up. Uh, oh. uh, anyway, uh, running on the sand. Yeah. All of a sudden my hips, it was like, uh, what is wrong with, why is my ass hurting? I thought I had cancer in my legs or something. It was that piercing a pain. And it's because I ran on the sand. They said, it's too soft. Uh, you should uh, be running on, on flat surfaces. Do you know what a bummer it is to injure yourself trying to keep yourself healthy? Exactly. Like if I injured myself skateboarding, right. I would be like, I get it. I deserve <laughs> it. But I'm out there trying yep. to live longer and I'm just making my life fucking worse. Like, yep. oh, I hate it. I'm not running anymore. I'm done running. I've Cut it out of my life. You're right. Every time I and I've broken, I've broken both my ankles skateboarding and the immediately right when it happened and I'm looking at my crooked foot, I yelled, I deserve this. (laughs) I know what I'm signing up for. But yeah, I'm trying to run. I'm trying to be soft on my body. I hit the sand and that that's what takes me out. It's 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 unfair. It is. Life is (laughs) so fucked. You know what I mean? I actually pictured when you said you blew up both knees, Kurt, I pictured you jogging in like Converse All Stars. (laughs) Just every, like you decide to run, but you're just like in hard shoes. You just start running up the street or something like. Just wearing uh, a 1950s Hoosiers (laughs) basketball shoes. Old Brooks Whelan style, just going for it. <laughs> yeah, we all secretly want to be Matt Knudsen, the comedian that's done multiple uh, marathons. Yeah, you can't just jump into it. No, nope. you can't. You gotta. You gotta. I jumped out. I yeah. grew up with asthma, and so I've always hated and feared running or fast movement of any kind. I've planned <laughs> my life around making sure I wouldn't get into a situation where I would have to run along with anybody or like I had to do it in high school in like standard kind of PE class stuff. And it was a complete nightmare. I was just kind of like, yeah, I just, this isn't like my style in any way. I don't, I can do like volleyball stuff or whatever, but like running sports, my friends that played basketball, I was just like, how do you do it? It's constant running or soccer. Yeah. Soccer's super constant. Do you still have asthma? That's, no, no, that's my great. my mom convinced me when I was around because I used to actually have to get driven to Kaiser and get like shots twice a week. I'd I'd very bad. Oh, wow. Um, but we also lived out in the country where there were so many animals and every kind of any kind of weed, <laughs> pollen, whatever fucking thing. It was like so um, I reacted to all of it, I think. And so I got shots for year a couple years and then at some point my mom just kind of suggested to me that um asthma is psychosomatic (laughs) and and I was just like yeah I don't have that anymore (laughs) like she she got into my head she did it's the same way she got me to stop wetting the bed because I wet the bed till way later Uh you know like I was like eight I was like getting embarrassed at sleepover Mm -hmm. type of parties where I was just like this is untenable it can't continue and my mom was like Sorry, oh. I was just going to say that's how Prefontaine started running. He was trying to get home before his mom hung up his wet sheets. Remember that? I think that was that's, him. That's Michael Landon. Ah, nuts. Oh, Close. He, Very similar men. May rest in peace. 
<laughs> um, just wait. Did you have you ever seen I I have this song stuck in my head all the time. Did you ever see Frank Conniff do that bit where he sings Michael Landon's Legacy of Love? <laughs> no, no. Mystery Science Theater's 3000s yes. Frank Conniff. Frank Conniff. He used to do sets at Paul Kozlowski's fake gallery um, comedy room all the sure, time. Sure. Yeah. Um, Kurt, this might be before you moved it to, was. to L.A. Oh, it definitely this, was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a great room where the same people would show up every week and we were all just doing sets for each other. And it was insanity. It was like Eddie Pepitone would do it all the time. And Paul and me and, uh, t- you know, Ron a bunch of people. But Frank Frank made up a song because there was a TV guide cover after Michael Landon died. And it said Michael Landon's legacy of love. So he made up <laughs> a song for that. But he started it by going, <laughs> you do imagine he had tiny um, symbols on his fingertips. <laughs> and there's like, bring, bing, bring, 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 bring. And there's like this long introduction as he played invisible fingers. is insanity and one of my favorite things. Anyhow. <laughs> My mom basically one night handed me probably an eighth of a cup of cranberry juice. And she said, this is going to cure your be- your <gasps> bed wedding. And that night I stopped wedding the bed. Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. She was my mom was really good at like basically mental manipulation. Oh, it worked wow. like she told me when I was like five. Uh, I know when you're lying. I can see it. And then I was like, oh, shit. So I just never lied to her ever because I was like, oh, she'll know. I can't lie. Was her was the mental manipulation always for <laughs> your benefit? <laughs> I don't think so. Sometimes <laughs> for her entertainment. <laughs> or her convenience. Um, I mean, I don't think, you know, it definitely benefited me in some ways. But then I remember later on somebody being like, uh, some someone I knew that was an adult that had asthma, it had like an inhaler. And then my, I was like, it's psychosomatic. People are like, it's not. It's, it's absolutely not. I love that your mom was suggesting that you, as a child, had a UTI. Yeah. <laughs> she she basically that cranberry. Like, this is a magical drink. And so, you know, that thing you don't want to do anymore, you're yeah. not going to have to do it anymore. And I was like, fucking great, because I want out of this whole yeah. world of bedwetting. It sucks. Yeah. And then it was over. My mom did the same thing, but it was cranberry juice heated up and in a bowl. And she made me put put my hand in it as I slept and it <laughs> did not help the problem. <laughs> Amplified it, actually. Sorry. You did was... have red hand at school the next day. <laughs> every, every fellow student's favorite character, Christopher Red Hands. Oh. He's in the gang of the red hand. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Well, I'm, I hope you're recovering well. Is your knee perfect now, Kurt? Not perfect, but it's getting there. I'm yeah. better. It takes time. My hip, yeah, I'm going to start three swimming. Yeah, oh, three years. Yeah, I'm going to start Swimming's swimming. Swimming's the way. Yeah, it, swimming is the way, right? Yeah, it, it do really you do is. It, do you do it in your pool? Do you like do, do. some laps I spent, sometime? I did not get out of that pool all summer long. It was the best. Ugh. And it really helped. Like I was, uh, you know, obviously we were in quarantine and we we're all scared and freaked <laughs> out or whatever. But I just had this thing where I was like every day at whatever time or like in the morning, you know, just getting out there. And it was really the first time I'd really like focused on, on like a good exercise kind of routine in so long. And it solved like eight things at once. Cause it was like, I feel better. I have more energy. My moods are so much better. Like all these different things that 
you know, when I get stressed, I just, I lock down. I just Mm -hmm. like all my muscles lock up and I eat and I lay down. I get as like small (laughs) as I can (laughs) and I just eat as I watch TV. So the, the swimming, I could feel like, you know, after two weeks, I could see my legs shape changing. Yeah, oh, that's so like, exciting. It's, like, it's the best, yeah. and it's like medi- meditative. Uh, it is. Yeah, I, I, I highly recommend my the guy that did my hips wrote a book about how swimming is the answer, and I didn't oh, know great. how to swim even. Actually, I was scared of it because of some childhood canoe trauma. But I uh, I just got a, a ridiculous looking snorkel that goes up the middle, a freestyle snorkel. It had uh, Michael Phelps's signature on it. But I it goes I up learned, the middle. It's like it's a mask and snorkel. It combined. is regular goggles and it's a snorkel with a headrest <laughs> and a strap. It's quite it's like the headgear of swimming. I love it. But it I immediately, like Karen said, all of my pain radiating down, everything stemming from my hip, which I thought was bad back, I thought it was bad knee, I thought it was bad ankle, all went away until after just swimming for a half hour, just kicking around, then it, it was like, okay, the pain is only in my hip, there's the answer. But it also, yeah, it just exercises all those muscles. And I'm, I'm I excited. highly, this is like a commercial for swimming. It really is. My grandmother, she moved to, uh, she was a dancer her whole life. And she, she moved from Asbury Park to Palm, West Palm Beach in Florida. Mm-hmm. And she had a house with a pool. And uh, every day at like, I think 3 p.m., she would go and get in her pool, get in her pool and do like swim for 30 minutes, but with... <laughs> With her head above, she never got yep. her hair wet. Head yep. above, just kind of like almost like a doggy paddle, yeah, for thirty minutes, and then would get out and have one cigarette, and then <laughs> uh, start making margaritas. And that was her whole every day, every <sighs> single day. It was amazing, and do the crossword puzzle while having like some sort of mixed drink from a blender, whether it be a pina colada or a or a margarita. And I was like, yeah. and I didn't realize at the time. That that is the life. Like the that, life. that is the life I want. You That's, know? Yes, I'm yeah. there. I want to live that life entirely. I can't. I don't. I can't have margaritas. But that was how my mom would be too. We would be like, um, we'd go on summer vacation. It'd be like the first day we'd be at Blue Lake or whatever place. We'd go to, and my mom would come out and get in the water, and, and she'd <laughs> be swimming so careful because she didn't want. Either she didn't want to mess her hair up. She didn't want to have to redo her yeah. hair, like because she would have to go up and re blow dry it because it was a do. Um, and she would, we would always go sw- try to swim by her and be like, "Mom," and she'd be like, "Stop it! Don't, 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 don't!" Because she just didn't want us to get her hair wet. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a very big deal. And there's this folklore that chlorine turns your hair green. So I wear a swim cap <laughs> to add to my ridiculous uh, ensemble. <laughs> I think you have to wear a swim cap if you're going in a public pool too. I think that's regularly. Kind of a rule. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah. yeah. Keep your hair out of that mess. Your skin and your open orifices. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, there's no butt Take plug the for water having in. to swim. <laughs> yeah, bring it on, used band aids. But my hair, stay out of my hair. Oh, oh god. The one thing about swimming every day, though, is it makes you voraciously hungry yes. because you are it you're doing like double exercise essentially totally every muscle is working yeah. so then i would i would always be like mm, should i get 
fettuccine Alfredo tonight. I'd be like, no, no, no. That's working against the whole plan. But it would just be that kind of like carb engine mm-hmm. would be yep. would have started. I thought I would lose a lot of weight swimming. I felt it helping my muscles and everything, but I was sort of gaining weight. And so I asked the doctor about that because he's the swim doctor. And he said, is it a cold pool? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, every time you jump in, your body's like, oh, we need to create some fat. Because I was gaining weight, even though, like you said, I could see leg definition and stuff. I was gaining weight. And it's because the pool at 24-Hour Fitness in the basement in Glendale doesn't have a heater. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wait, no, get no, out no, of wait. there. I am bummed out at this because I definitely need to lose some weight. I was hoping got, that swimming I, was going to sh- do it. It's just really- if it's cold, but what, my body's like, I got bloody blubber. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Like I'm one of those old guys that goes out and dives into an ice hole. The polar bear club. Yes. Yeah. It. I'm not kidding. That's why I start. And it. I. It was a shock to my body when I jump in that pool. I'm like, how is this just room temperature? That was, and it it was probably 70 degrees, but it felt really cold. Uh, And and if so, find a heated pool. I'm, I'm I'm very serious about this, Kurt. Oh, make yeah, sure I think it's my, heated. The, the one I found is heated. It's a yeah, public so heated pool. Sweat in it and make it real gross and <laughs> a goulash of fluids. <laughs> is it that one that's um like Los, Griffith Park Boulevard in Los Feliz? That, pu- that one's that empty. And all the ones um, in LA count in LA City are empty, but I found one in Glendale, baby. Yeah. Nice. Outdoor in Glendale, heated pool. Not telling anybody where it is because I don't sure. want to ignore competition in the lineup. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's just going to be you and the Armenian mafia swimming yeah, exactly. away. Yeah. Coughing yeah, into the that's, water. That's the Glendale. Yeah. And you, you got to wait for a lane if you start squealing about it. You got to wait an hour to swim. You're sitting there waiting for someone to quit. Wait, paddling. that's how you would do it? You would just go and wait for people to yes. stop swimming? And it was always, oh, no, like you said, the work. sit and be fit swimmers with their head above water. <laughs> and when I was coming through physical therapy, they're like, go to the uh, Elizabeth Taylor Aquatic Swim Center. And I've talked about this. There was like those those long vertical uh, tapestries of Elizabeth Taylor in old swimwear. Apparently she didn't even swim. She didn't know how, but she has a aquatic center and it was all old folks that, that were just, I'm like, I don't belong here. I want to go do laps, you know, not frog kicks, you know, but uh, at least it was heated. Why don't we have beautiful, uh, <laughs> uh, pool dance sequences in movies anymore, guys. Yeah, this... pool dance sequences were really a thing for quite some time, and then we lost it. And <laughs> it's I, because I want it back. To fully appreciate it, you have to be. It has to be a bird's eye view, and it's hard to suspend <laughs> an audience so they see that your kicking legs are like a flower. <laughs> From the side, it's just like yeah, they're splashing around. You don't appreciate the formation. It's only from above. I'm, you know, I'm talking out of my that? ass, but I think I'm what right. Was that, what was that um, Coen Brothers movie? I want to say I, Caesar, but that's incorrect. No, I think I it might have been oh, I, Caesar. Yeah. Hail Caesar. Was it I, Caesar? Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Thanks, they did Steven. have one. They did oh, have Caesar, one, right? Where are they? Most, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great movie if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a while. It's such a great movie end to end. I don't know why. It, people didn't love it more, but that Scarlett Johansson swimming scene. Amazing. Great. Also, the um, the dancing, the sailor's dancing Yeah, scene what's his name? Yes. It um, made me like him. 
I uh, want to say Chase. Yeah, I was going to say Chet Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be called Chet. <laughs> it made me it's like so him too. amazing. That, yes, it's so good. And you, no one, I guess other people knew he danced because they had watched uh, one of the seven uh, Step Up to the Streets. Magic Mike Step Up movies. <laughs> but he, oh man, he's great. He's, he's great so good. Yeah. But Scarlett Johansson in that and the way they shot that, it was so true to um, how they really did it. It wasn't like a cutesy version. It was full on real. You know, I, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I just that. loved how she like came up out of the water and she's like, nah, what do you want me to do? She's yeah. like the, yeah. the total <laughs> Brooklyn yeah. voiced. I love that movie. Then the movie takes a 30 minute dive into the sailor scene. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm no critic. Let's start synchronized swimming, you guys. Yes. For real. Hey, yeah. you. I know you. <laughs> Lake Kichigumi. Lake Kichigumi. Um, my cousins, Mary Kate and Eileen, were on a synchronized swimming team called the San Francisco Marionettes. I have a question. Wow. Yes. Is that three people or two people? Two. Is it Mary Kate and Eileen or Mary Kate and Eileen? Mary Kate one, okay. Eileen two. Thank you. Um, and they were our older girl cousins. And we, I mean, we love them to this day. That's a but good question. like when we were little, that's all me and my sister talked about Mary Kate and Eileen. And they lived in San Francisco. So oh, they were like yeah. the coolest, right. whatever. But we would go watch them. And they would also, in at, Aunt Ginny and Uncle Brandy's pool would teach us how to do those moves like you uh, you're underwater, then you come up like torso first, then legs, one leg goes up and then you go down spinning oh, the wow. leg. Like We used to know how to do that because wow. Mary Kate and Eileen knew how to do it and taught us how. And we used to go to their competitions. <gasps> so there would be like it would be like the weekend and you'd be out in like like uh you know, out, way out in the mission district in some pool, like a pool at a high school or something. And it's like fog everywhere and freezing cold. And then there's just all these girls competing with like the underwater makeup and their nose clips and then oh. the swimming caps. And they were it was glorious and my favorite thing. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe that that actually was a thing for high school People, I can't. I, I bring it back. Bring I wonder it that might back. be the kind of thing. I'm so excited to see what does make a comeback in the coming. Well, let's be honest, couple years, because uh, we know bowling is over forever. But what if synchronized? <laughs> Say swimming? it isn't so. It is. <laughs> hey, we're gonna pay attention to everywhere our three fingers go. Yeah, but couldn't they have like? Can we just do disposable gloves and solve that problem? Right. I think or, we can. Or by everyone, you have to bring your own ball. Sorry, no more yeah. municipal balls. But that is yeah. the funniest part. Is that like that was the first thing they reopened? Like after <laughs> we had our big lockdown, they're like, all right, barber shops and. What else? What else could it be? Yeah. Bowling alleys. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two places that are open now. It's yeah. like, why? Why are bowling alleys open? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and gun ranges. <laughs> it's the people that are yelling the loudest for, I want this back. Yeah. And I think the bowling community is vocal. They're And they're threatening. They they're are not afraid to yeah. absolutely threaten a city councilman's life. Most of them need be. Most of them are John Goodman. From yeah. the Big Lebowski, <laughs> we used to laugh because I started getting my sister and our when I would go home for either Thanksgiving or Christmas, I would make everybody go bowling as kind of like all the families getting together. That's perfect. It's so fun, but we would then we order a bunch of food and then we would come over and 
it's the same conversation every time where we'd be like picking up a mozzarella thing and be like, it's so gross to be eating this right now because <laughs> your hands have been in it like bowling balls that you don't even know who's been using it. And they just go take those same fingers and go over and be like, hey, yeah. did you try these fries? It's yeah. disgusting. Just last so year. Good. I did it. And knowingly, I'm like, it's probably gross, but I've built up a tolerance to most germs Yeah, to think now anyone yeah. doing that. You just would do a lot of we were all pretending that we were like, if you're a righty, you use your left hand to eat, to eat the food. But, you know, people were switching. Like, it's hard to keep track. It's people really are drinking hard to beer. keep track. And also only eat with your left hand. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Like putting it, putting it in the wrong spot. <laughs> I love, I love bowling though. I'm not good at it, but I really, I think that is such a fun, it's so um, fun activity. It, it's a fun way to. So it's like I have now come to realize I really enjoy socializing with an activity. You yep. know, with a yes. low. Uh, a low pressure game of some sort. I do yes. enjoy that. I don't want an intense game. I want a low pressure. Nobody gives a shit, but like you can continue to do something while talking because now with Zoom, where all your hangouts have to be like eye contact, eye contact, <laughs> yeah. eye contact. I just want something where I don't have to make eye contact, yeah. but we can still be vulnerable with each other and talk, but we're focused on something else other than staring at each other in the face, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you looking at me? Keep your eye on the dartboard <laughs> we're bonding the virtual dartboard what if couldn't there be a way to figure out how to play bingo like on zoom yeah there should be i play you know i you know i'm i'm a classic dad i play uh <laughs> poker with friends so I, I there's like an app where it's like you see everybody's face and it's a video it's a video chat but also then the game is pl being played so we're just having a chat but then also happen to be playing a card game too and it's oh, so that sounds fun. much more enjoyable than just a Zoom hangout. I'm embarrassed that I look at poker uh, the same way I look at chess, like it's above me and I'm not <laughs> smart enough to figure it out. <laughs> and every time I've played, people kind of hold your hand and then you end up winning. That's always what happens because they're helping and you. And then they turn. They, they turn, turn on so you hard. and they, they keep calling because of some measly $500, Jenna, my old neighbor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, want, I, I agree with Karen that, that bingo, it, I'm surprised that I haven't seen that because I was playing a lot of bingo at the hallway up until this... Uh, this whole uh, but doesn't bingo thing. require a large amount of people? You can't I, play with yeah. like four people, right? It's not fun with <laughs> a small amount. Of yeah, people. yeah, definitely for yeah, sure. Yeah, it takes a long time. You're looking at uh, when there's four people, you're there for hours before you get a winner, and <laughs> no one has fun. We also like we have a game night where we play Quiplash, that Jackbox game. So fun. Yeah. It's a really fun game. But then if there's not enough people, the numbers are very it's like you can't have four people. You it you need six, ideally eight. Yeah. But then if there's a certain combination, because like all the people that I do it with are writers. So then you're being like casual and silly. But then if you start losing, you start getting competitive only just to be like, I'm, I know I'm not the least funny person on this. Like, it's like I've practically said that out loud where I'm like, there's no way I'm losing this game. And then I start accusing people of being sexist where I'm like, how how am I losing? I'm the only woman on this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. This is bullshit. But it's so funny because at first it's like kooky and whatever. You're like, oh, that was a good one. And then after a while, you're like, 
yeah, I'm, not, I'm done losing. So yeah, do you play funny. with an audience or is it just with with the people who are playing? OK, because with with yeah. I've done it. I've done the show that uh, Julian hosts. Um, right. And that is that's really fun, too, because then there's an audience, too. So it's not yeah. just the people who you're with voting against each other. It's like strangers that you don't know. Yeah. But if you get a weird combination, there's it, I find it's like when everyone's voting for their favorite yeah. one you're you need the right combination of people that yeah. are like like-minded i think because that can go it <laughs> can go south but we did do the time we did it we had so much fun and there was i always thought i wasn't competitive you know because i'd sit in the outfield during baseball and eat candy but yeah <laughs> when it came to that i was very competitive and i started doing well and i was getting very excited and that's when i th i threw the app away and and I had to start over and I ruined it. I ru I'll never. I was angry for two days. And then I realized, oh, I'm very competitive. <laughs> That's the one you were because you were winning, Chris. And yeah. then something happened and you got up and stormed out of your own. chin-ups. It was hilarious. And he was in the background doing chin-ups while the rest of us finished the game. It was I, fucking hilarious. I turned into an angry jock and I <laughs> thought that was the last thing I am. Oh, that is so funny. Wait, you like you you threw the game. You threw yeah, the app you know away. How you have to be playing with your yeah. phone and yeah. then seeing the results on the computer. And I was swiping. I just well, I'm done with that. And I threw I swiped the game away or I, t I minimized it. Whatever I did. I kept, and then it's like, well, that player has gone. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it, oh, I was like two days about that. that. Uh, yeah, but up until that point, you were kind of the hands down winner, which I was uh, I was loving because it was a very unifying. It was like sometimes a really bullshit answer would win. That's just like moose dick. And you'd be like, really? OK, um, but then Chris would come in with these things that like weren't unlike anyone else's answers. And everyone would just be like, this is this is. Oh, We're Karen. all in unison on this one. <laughs> in a way, I was sort of baiting you to compliment me. And <laughs> I can't believe you felt. The other thing was most people we were playing with, I knew some of their IMDb credits and I haven't written on shit. So I was like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm adequate. And then I, but it, again, a, a minor mistake uh, got me fired, like from most writing rooms. <laughs> Chris has an Achilles heel in that is technology. It gets the better of him. I get very upset, Kurt. Really? He gets it's hair trigger when it comes yeah. to a tech thing that you can't, which it happens to everybody. Yeah. Like, my, I always just do the thing my mom used to do, which is the computer's broken. <laughs> it was never something she was doing. It's, oh, well, this it's, is broken. So I can't me. use it anymore. I always take it very personally. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I had a friend, Mac Primo, who's an artist in Brooklyn now. And when we, I remember we were hanging out, this was like in early early 2000s in New York City and we're at his he has the same thing with technology where he's just like this incredibly funny like you have open man very beautiful artist but then if like technology went wrong he would turn on a fucking dime <laughs> like we were at his house it was his party he had a few drinks and then the uh, he had he had a CD changer it was a multiple CD changer and for some reason it didn't go to the song he wanted to and he's just like having a good time and then he's like oh I hate 
eat this thing. And he takes a knife <laughs> and he puts it through the whole thing. And then like all the music leaves, like all the, it shuts down completely. And I was like, is that how we're going to handle it? Now we have no music. And this is like 1999 or 2000. We, we don't have phones to play music. Now the party doesn't have any music, you piece of shit. Uh, the fact that he stabbed it with a knife. He stabbed I it with a, with a switchblade. I love that guy. He picked it up, really? opened it, and stabbed it. Yes. Did, did he have a switchblade in his back pocket? <laughs> no, it was his apartment, and the switchblade was just like on, it was nearby. It was like laying on like a, a counter. That's I always want to say a flat surface. <laughs> 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 it was laying on a flat surface. It, it was on a, a slightly inclined surface. Um, <laughs> it was Velcroed to uh, the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the scariest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh if he just had knives taped to his ceiling. <laughs> for strategically, I have a lot of outbursts in this room. I'll tape a few knives to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a lot in common with that guy. But Chris, can I just ask because the visual of because <laughs> people would go, is Chris coming back? And I think people are asking me like because we're co-hosts of a podcast yeah, that I yeah. like. I'm like, he'll never come back. Like I would know the answer. <laughs> um, but when you started doing chin ups in that on that bar back there in the doorway, <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were doing it because it was the funniest. Like as a sh picture <laughs> shot, it was like you were a director. It was the funniest thing you could be doing I but did, were you aware yeah of that? i mean it okay. was a it was a comedic choice but also i was seething <laughs> with anger and that's the only time i do chin-ups is when i'm upset <laughs> i've been pretty happy lately and you can really see it in my midsection <laughs> yeah that was so that was fun. i've been thinking about that like since we, we had the whole swimming conversation i feel like i can ask this question i've been thinking about getting a pull-up bar my question is is it just going to sit there and I'm never going to use it, Chris? I have an answer and it is it's kind of an eyesore. And so you'll because you can remove it from the door frame if you get the right cheap one that I did that could break at any moment and leave me on my back <laughs> on the floor. I, I leave it uh, right. Uh, it's right behind me here. You yeah, can hey, see I it. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, why is my finger? It's weird. It's like shaving your neck in the mirror. You look like uh, ET, like a shortened ET. Yeah. Every time I walk past it, I see it peripherally and I'm like, okay, let me just hammer out five or six or seven of these just so that it's constantly there. It's hard to ignore it if it's always in your house. Okay. But you have a family and kids and you're not going to want, you know, it'll be like an unused hammock, just an eyesore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, because you I might trip over. Yes, yeah. yes. Or hit your head, you are tall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm short and I can breeze under most obstructions. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I because it's there and always reminding me, I do use it more than you would think when okay. I, when I would take it down, I'd be like to make the house look more livable because maybe people would come over. I'd forget about it for months and months. So if you leave it up, yeah, you'll be ripped. You'll have ball <laughs> shoulders, striations, <laughs> pecs. Karen, you just reached over and took a sip of something. Was that a is it a professionally made thing or is that? A home thing that you do. <laughs> no, this is um, in the early days of COVID. 
I used to have um, a like a just a big plastic drinking cup from Starbucks, a reusable yeah. drinking cup with a straw, because that's the way I will not drink water unless it's in a thing like this so that oh. I'm just kind of like have it. I know it's covered because if I have a glass of water and then I leave it on the table, when I come back, I'm like, what if a moth was in there? I always make up these weird <laughs> stories of shit, <laughs> shit that fell in that I can't see right now, but I'll it'll I'll catch it in my mouth. That's like my worst fear. Yeah, there's always a hair, you know, those airborne hairs that you see in the sunlight. Yes. They end up falling into your water and you look down the what the the sun hits it right and you see there's hair in there. This Ugh. is all everything. It's Derm- all hair. Dermis. There's oh, hair everywhere. Detritus. Yes. So, I Dermis. uh, uh <laughs> the dermal layer that's in the air. So this is um at the Ralph's near here. Uh-huh. I was having a, you know, it was Instacart and a and I was getting groceries, but then I, I know they have a big old kind of like home goods section, like um all kinds of different stuff. And I would just put on there like it was, you know, it was basically like I just want a, a big tall cup with a straw. And the the picture that was on there, I was like, I don't care what it looks like, just as long as it has a, a reusable straw and it's <laughs> like covered. And the woman, my shopper, she goes, I got you a good one. I'd use it myself. <laughs> and this, this is the one she chose for me. She oh, always I, thought it was beautiful. It is. Oh, beautiful. I like it. It's and, very beautiful. Um, it's it's haunting and hypnotic. I always know where it is. Like I can put it anywhere in the house. I'm like, it's right over there. It's like so. Um, you know, but it it's does, an eyesore. It is. It, is it mean, just filled with water? It looks so fancy. It looks really, it looks like yeah. a pure refreshing drink. Yeah. It really it's looks like, like you're doing something nice for yourself. And then visually, it's it's like potpourri that you can drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I guess it makes it look like the drink itself is really exciting. Yes. Like it's, I see. It and looks like, like this, oh, this is tea. my hi- hibiscus cooler, something like that. <laughs> But inside, it's just uh, pool temperature water. (laughs) This is chlorinated water. Um, I love to drink it. You just go and dip it in the pool, put it on. No hairs in here. (laughs) Just mosquitoes. (laughs) Just leaves and mosquitoes. Um, I actually, though, will brag about that. This is my big brag of lately. Like, my most exciting thing that's happened lately is I got this water water filtration system put in. And I don't know, I'd never heard of this. I didn't know it was an option, but um, it was my therapist who told me about it. She was literally on on the Zoom call with me one morning and she had a glass of water. And she took a spoon and she goes, I just have to tell you. And then went into this thing and she goes, <laughs> I might not, this might be illegal. I might not be able to say <laughs> things like this to you. She was like, but I swear to God, she, she had this water filtration system put in. And um, it's basically like five more filters than your usual like whatever comes standard with the house and they use it at like burke williams they use it at whole foods they use it at all these places and it's like a local company so basically you have like bottled water like fiji level water coming out of your tap so you can and any in any tap in the house you can like bathroom water is now the most delicious water i want and when she explained it to me and i was like that's the best. She was like, just wait till you wash your hair. Like your hair gets really soft. Oh, wow. All this stuff. Um, and it's like not expensive for for what you get, which is you can like L.A. water is dangerous. Yeah. Like it is not healthy. It's not good for you. And 
it like, you know, like it, it's really hard water. Like you, you get all the stains and the spots on the shower door and stuff like that. So now it's all like very fancy water in every tap. So I'm just like all about the water these oh, days. Oh, that's great. And you can just drink straight from the shower, which everyone <laughs> wants to do. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I brush my teeth, then I rinse, then I drink like kind of like a dog for a little while. Just <laughs> yeah. like kind of lap it up a little bit. The whole time peeing. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I am really want to get filtered water because my Brita isn't doing it. And after watching uh, Dark Water, that that movie about Dupont and the oh, yeah. cancer, co- like everything, so carcinogen. Why I threw away pots and pans the other day, uh, my old ones, because of that. It's all about Teflon. Yeah, and it's not about water. I don't know. It's not the same, but it makes me want to only drink filtered highly filtered uh water yeah so well, when, I first, when I first moved to LA they did a they did a water they did some kind of a test that they released the result of and there was rocket fuel in Los Angeles water oh my there god was like, it, I mean this was the 90s so they may have improved yeah. it since then but I mean it's renowned that LA tap water is not good and everyone has filtered water or everyone has some kind of something and so I was like well that's actually a good investment for then you just don't have to worry about it on in and wherever it comes out in your house. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, think I was that totally Brita before. I'm happy that they made it illegal to dump your rocket fuel in the street. Yeah. And I think that was. <laughs> Although it's yeah, fun one of the big things when you light 2000s. your farts. In, I'm assuming that's why mine burst into. Fl- Am I a child? I'm sorry I went there. I just say things and uh, sometimes I wish I did. Time for you to do some pull ups. Yeah, I'm upset with myself. Excuse me while I work it out. <laughs> Are you, is there, I know you're a parent, so you're probably a lot of your time is uh, geared towards that. But uh, during this quarantine, have you like, Kurt, discovered a new, are you into something new or? I know, uh, just, it is just parenting. And that's, that's, a, <laughs> there that's, is. An, that's what it, I would, if I, you know, wasn't shooting blanks, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> That's, That's what I would do too. The only but... thing keeping from keeping you from it. A <laughs> <laughs> doctor hasn't confirmed that. I'm just guessing. <laughs> no, I guess I've really picked up um, the the uh, the beautiful hobby of driving aimlessly and not getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a big one with the kids. I cannot stay in the house anymore with you. Everybody in the car, and then oh, we can't go anywhere because everything's closed or there's too many children at the playground for them yeah. to touch so we just drive around and then come back and then do everybody kids, out of the car do they calm down and like being in the car is that why no, you do it's it? always you think it's going to be good and it's, it's, uh, it's bad because then they're mad when you get to stop at the you know you go to the playground and you're like okay please please no children no children or, or at least not too many children then you get there and it's just like hundreds of children all unmasked parents and you're like no and they they see the playground and they're like, playground! And then they see children, they're like, friends! And I'm like, friends are dangerous right now! And we and like, just keep driving. Keep driving? Oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> just dangle it in front of them. Oh, that's so funny. And then it you ends break in into other people's down. backyards that yeah. have jungle gyms and stuff. Yeah, we have, Karen and I will tell you that uh, being in a car only causes chaos. Yeah. 
That's what this podcast used to be. And look how calm and collect everything has been today. <laughs> I do miss, um, I ran out of coffee the other day. Yeah. And I was going to go to Starbucks, the drive-thru to go get some. And I'm like, I don't want to go by myself. Oh, I miss. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I miss. I miss our driving. Yeah. It feels weird to go through a Starbucks drive-thru by myself. Yeah. I'm going to treat myself by myself. <laughs> you know what you do? You just pay for the person behind you. That oh. I, I see that in small towns. People do that. But what if, you know, someone's like, oh, I have to get a bunch of coffees for the office. That's who I'd have in front of me. Someone that just got 30 coffees for their law firm. Oh, I'll get the person in front of me. That'll be $298. Don't. God damn it. <laughs> oh, nuts well i i mean this is usually how long our podcast is oh yeah i am yeah. excellent that went fast at, look at, at that oh that's good that's a compliment yeah. thank it, you yeah, yeah it always is it, <laughs> it is a sign of having fun yeah it is yeah stop arguing <laughs> <laughs> are you wearing a touch and go shirt i am yeah, I just this saw is part actually of the a logo. Touch, this is actually a touch and go shirt from the movie The Big Sick that I chose to wear and then I stole. Oh yeah, you're in The Big Sick. That's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. Everyone, Kurt's in The Big Sick. We didn't mention that credit at the top of the hour. People aren't listening anymore. They are. They are. <laughs> they are. You'll be amazed. They're on their beds, on their bellies. Their legs are kicking in the air. They love every moment. We should have introduced Kurt as an Oscar movie oscar winning movie co-star <laughs> yeah right mm -hmm. it was oscar nominated screenplay and i was the on-set writer so what does that make me <laughs> does that make me an oscar nominated on-set writer i don't know maybe uh, no i think it, I think <laughs> it doesn't at all to be honest it does, no I, no credit whatsoever wasn't even invited but still <laughs> hey look <laughs> Uh, um, well, I'm going to wrap it up here for all Do of it. us. It's time. Kurt, you've been great. I know Thank I was you. looking forward to this episode because you're fun and this was fun. Oh, do you have any plugs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bananas, ladies and gentlemen. Give <laughs> us some listen to bananas. bananas. What network is it on? Exactly right. <laughs> it's our right L.A. Water coming after you. I've been wanting to say that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both. Uh, it's nice to see your faces. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouth horn Ha <laughs> ha
uh, with Karen and Chris. <laughs>